0: Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with a fellow Lebanese uh, entertainer,
1: Nick Tarabai. How are you today? How are you doing, brother? How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me, man.
0: Hey, thank you for talking to me. You know, I know uh, we got some trying times right now. People not taking themselves seriously, people taking it too seriously. Looks like you and I both have this heavy or this uh, middle ground of worry that we're taking care of situation without losing our minds. So thank God for that. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you first got your start as an extra on Sex in the City. Uh, you've been on oh, NCIS, CI, um, uh, CSI. You played Ashur, the uh, the Assyrian, on uh, every iteration of uh, Spartacus. Now you have the Phoenician code that you're working on. You know, I have to ask you this: How are you the only one in the family that's not a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, or a businessman? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know. I Just to be honest with you, I've, I mean, I've said it in multiple times in my life, uh, interviews or otherwise, I'm, uh, you know, education, as far as sit down in one place and just go by, you know, uh, one way of doing something has never been my thing. You know, uh, I was never that guy. I was never the nine to five guy. I was never... And God bless the people, the doctors, the engineers, and then God bless them. It's just not me. I, it's the, I, I was a little, a little bit more, a little more wilder than this. I just had a problem with authorities. I've always have. I've had a. I have problems sitting still for a while. So that should tells you how much yes. I'm being disciplined in this quarantine. By you know, I right. have problems sitting still.
0: Right, and uh, you grew up in the Lebanese civil war on top of it, so discipline wasn't yeah, the exactly. easiest
1: thing to uh, to have at that no, time. No, no, no. But yes, you know what's so funny though. uh, you know, Robert, growing up in, in in Lebanon, growing up in these times, it was, it was different. Mm-hmm. It really was different, man. I mean, you know, I always say this. I was just talking to a friend of mine yesterday about this. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm being nostalgic a little bit. But, you know, I say, man, I do miss those days. <laughs> no, no, I'm not kidding, man. I'm not kidding. I know. That's why I'm sorry. laughing. Honestly, it's, it's um, you know, it was war times. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the danger was imminent. Bombs going off, uh, you know, uh, clashing coughs, people mm-hmm. shooting everywhere. Right. But I don't know, people still cared about each other.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: People still worried about each other. There wasn't, there was a, a great sense of community. Mm-hmm. There was a great I was just telling my friend yesterday, I was like, you know, I don't know if you grew up in Lebanon or, or not.
0: Or no, I grew up here in the United States, but, you know, my mom's family is from like, Beirut, so yeah.
1: Dude, I tell you, like, we're from the mountains, right? Mm-hmm. So, I kid you not. Robert, I would hitchhike. When I was a kid, I would hitchhike everywhere. And, you know, growing up, what right. money? You didn't have money. You're a kid. You just right. go. You know, you just you figure it out, right? Right. So, And and there were no cell phones and there were no beepers or there was no internet or social media for that. Right. But it's a funny thing that I was telling my friend yesterday, which is something I'm like, wow, how did we do that? It's like I would, I would hitchhike, let's say, from from the mountains all the way to Beirut, it's like almost going from Beverly Hills to end of Malibu, which is right. quite of a distance, let's say, yeah. right? And chances are, first of all, people will pick you up. Now, you nobody picks anybody <laughs> up, but people will pick you up, But and chances are the person that picks you up somehow knows someone that knows you. <laughs> I was you know, going to say, you didn't need the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know. You yeah. Oh, who you? Who, who's your father? Who, who right. he Related to what family? Right. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Uh, what's his name? That you? That's his, his uncle. He was a neighbor. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Somehow they knew each other. And I'm wondering. I'm like, right. how did? How did we do it? It's a bit of a. It's a bit of a wonder. Yeah. How did we do this? There were no. There, and and I growing up, I don't know if you know this, but we barely had electricity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny because now we still don't have electricity. It's the same. But, yeah. but back then, it was a legit reason. It wasn't a, a corrupt reason. It was a legit right. reason. We didn't have the electricity. We didn't have phones. Mm-hmm. Not, like I'm talking like regular landlines. Yeah. That wasn't available. But somehow, our social life was better. Mm-hmm. And somehow, we knew each other and we continued to grow as a community. Right. And the main thing was, even though it was war times and it was really scary, a war that lasted for the, the actual physical war lasted for 15 years. Mm. But what was scary, is, what was nice about it is people still cared about each other, right. morals and and dignities and respect and 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 um, and and, and the, the, those things were were held high and they were held to heart. That generation uh, was was a beautiful generation. Like it's still there was, you know, when people still knock at your door and you still welcome guests and you still open house and. And 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 food was never an issue growing up because, hey, maybe you you might not have the money, but you might be you know growing tomatoes, and this guy was growing cucumbers, and you exchange. Yeah. Um. And you know what I mean? It's I, I don't know, man. I I miss those days. Uh. I miss those days. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting older. Or maybe these. Time, and maybe it's just because I'm sitting home for a while. I'm thinking about these things. I don't fucking know. I just know that um. I I miss that. I miss a sense of community. I miss a sense of connection, I miss a sense of uh of togetherness and especially uh maybe it's relevant now because you know I I grew up in, in in these circumstances. Right. And I look back at it now and I'm like, wow, they were actually I miss those days. Right. I miss those people. I but miss I this 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 energy and which is now do this. I mean I can go on and on me right. and you about this and my issue with social media and yeah. my issues with, with what 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 is that developed. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 um Uh, it's it's a thing, it's it's engraved in me that the sense of community, the sense of connection, the sense of uh, that we need one another. There's no such thing that you don't need people. You do need people. Right.
0: But it also gave you a sense of preparedness because you knew, you know, when something was going to go down in the neighborhood or in the area or whatever else, hey, it's time to get on lockdown. Hey, we got to, you know, be prepared. We got
1: to be quiet. We got to be calm. Lockdown, dude. Let me tell you something. This lockdown is a Swedish massage compared to our lockdown. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is, we had that shelter lockdown. You go down yes. to that shelter and you're you locked And you are locked down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Literally, you are down there locked where bombs were going off your head. You know what I mean? So it's, right. it, was a, it was a different, it was, which, is, which is really strange of it, Robert, because you mm-hmm. think about it. I'm like, we have more than we need. Yep. We have everything that we, sh- we can mm-hmm. to stay home comfortably. Right. Especially now, I mean, you know, funny enough, because you don't need you don't need to leave your house. You can order anything online. Mm -hmm. Everything can be sent to you online. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, especially here because I live in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. the fuckers never left home to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) Now that they're now everybody wants to go out. It's like sit the fuck down. Right, still chill the fuck out for a second. I know it's not easy. I get it. I get it. Yeah, but this is you have. We have to come together and think. Of, of of our ourselves as one. Because we were always meant to feel that way. We were always meant to be one. As we okay. were never meant to be divided. And this right. is a time to prove that. Yeah. So I, I I hope I hope more people are listening. I hope people are listening to your channel man. And I'm just trying to say it in any the other way that that I can. Yeah. It is time for us to start thinking of ourselves as one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I, I noticed, you know, with all the political divide that we've had here in this country and everybody that didn't play sports decided that either they were on red team or blue team and that became their, you know, their mascot all of a sudden, you know, hopefully this has calmed things down a little bit for which team you play for and worry about the person next door.
1: Look, man, I, and I'll i say it. I, I, the one thing I've never like to talk about as an artist mm-hmm. I've never liked to talk about politics and I never like to talk about religion right because I don't I don't think that this is needed uh, one of the main reasons why I love art for example because art at its truest form you re- truly unite people mm-hmm. um, so so, but I'll tell you this I don't care about red or blue mm-hmm. I don't care about the right person right that's what to me what matters <clears throat> whether you're a Democrat Republican lobby whatever you are yeah it is time for us now to think of, of a bit of a bigger picture and really realize that we need each other, and we need people that can see that. Whatever party you are, I don't care. The right person should always get the right job.
2: Right.
0: You know, but you mentioned being an artist and how politics doesn't it shouldn't play a role in that. How are you maintaining your creativity through all of this? Like I've seen the Instagram video with you and playing with your dog and. And still having fun and then lighting cigars with the, with the flamethrower and everything yeah, else, yeah. you know. <laughs> but how are you retaining uh, your creativity?
1: It, look, it's challenging, obviously, because, you know, it's, it's not easy. Let's just, it. Let me just start with this, Robert. Mm. For everybody out there that's listening, especially artists, you know, there's, you know, everybody wants to be strong now and everybody wants to be creative. And okay, it's time for me to do something and be creative. And then now we're putting a different pressure on ourselves. I just want to say this to everybody. We are human beings. You're going to, you, we will make mistakes. You're going to have off days. You're going to feel lazy and you're going to want to not do anything. And it's going to be challenging. And all of these things are normal. Are just absolutely normal. And I can speak from a, from an artist's point of view because for us artists, for example, an actor, we work in groups. Right. So it's hard for us, you know, now that you can't like work in groups. And I'm one of those people at old school. Like I like to see people mm-hmm. rather right? than I talk to them in the phone or text them, you know, so it is, it, let me start with this because I've seen a lot of people being exhausted and more stressed mm-hmm. because they feel they need to do something. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, now I have time off. I have to do something. And then all of a sudden there's another pressure coming in. We had pressure when we were working and mm-hmm. now we have pressure when we're not working. So let me just say this. Take the pressure off. You will. We are human beings. We will have off days. You are allowed to have off days. So having said that, Mm -hmm. it is challenging. It's not easy. There are days that I wake up like, I don't want to fucking do anything. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't. I'm like, I just, I feel, I I feel bummy. I feel like I just want to sit and watch TV. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then I, then you know what? Sometimes you need to do that. Sometimes you just need to give yourself, switch that off button. But when you can, I say, just go back. The things—it's the same thing they do when, whether we're quarantined or not, Robert. Is mm-hmm. Go back to the things that you love most. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I got into acting. Right. Just go back to the things that you love most and do them—not to impress anyone, mm-hmm. just do them. Right.
2: Well, so how do, do you want to write out? a
1: short story? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go. No, please go ahead. No, no, like write a story, yeah. uh, do a, a stupid skit, exercise, um uh, write a song, draw. And just know, by all means, you're not doing it for perfection. You're just doing it for an outlet. You need an outlet. And my main thing, Robert, is more than anything, this is a great time for you to connect. Have FaceTime someone. Call someone you haven't talked to for a while. Not not just text them. Call them. Mm -hmm. Do a FaceTime with them. Reconnect with someone that you haven't talked to. It's a great excuse right now to talk to someone that you haven't talked to for a while and you been feeling guilty about it or something. And even above and beyond, and this is very important to me, forgive someone. Mm. Just, you know, somebody that did wrong by you, you know what, whether it's their fault or not, this is a good time to put this aside and just connect with them. Mm. That to me, that to me is more important than anything else. Yeah. But anyway, what were you asking me? Well, I was
0: going to ask. You know, which is very important, you know. Forgiveness is more for your own soul than, you know, for getting somebody else. But, you know, you grew up in the war and you say, you know, acting is a big part of you and creativity is a big part of you. How do you explain this in the middle of a war zone, which essentially became the chessboard for the entire Middle East on the Mediterranean coast, you know, Hezbollah funded by Iran. Syria comes in, there's Palestinian refugees, there's Israeli troops, you know, and then there's the militias in Lebanon itself and go, I'm going to act. I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to entertain people. How do you come up with this? And then what's the reaction to that on top of it?
1: Uh, I mean, look, when when I was living in Lebanon, um, it was more of um. um oh, this is going to be funny. You know, my, my dad is a very old school guy. He was a, a bit of a scary dude, you know, growing up. You know, it's uh, he's one of those guys that it's very hard to lie to. And given the fact that I wasn't good at school, <laughs> I was actually really bad at school. So... I always needed to find credit with my dad. Put it that way, like so he won't be like mad at me. So, so it was, and it's so hard to 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 lie to my dad. He's one of those people that you sit with, you feel like you're sitting with a, an army uh, <laughs> lieutenant or something. Yeah. So you know, tough dude. And so it was, it was you know, so I would try to find a way to make him laugh, which was a hard thing. So that way he won't be as mad at me when I fuck up. Put it that way. <laughs> Right, so I think my that was my first acting lesson, to be honest with you. So what I would do is, I would I would watch my family members, and you know, obviously you know this Lebanese people, we have a lot of family. Like I was, I'm pretty much related to everyone in my village. So it's it's ridiculous, yeah. We have I have shit, dude. I like when people talk. You know, I love it in here when people talk about their cousins. Like, oh, I have you know total of four cousins that we all got together was was all crowded. I'm like, yeah. If I put all my cousins together, we're probably sixty people. Ain't gonna fit. Ain't gonna happen. I'm talking yeah. first cousins, right? You know, so, I was like, <laughs> so i So I would. I would. You know, I, I have a thing. I don't know how it is. Maybe I was born with it or not. I'm, I'm very intrigued by people and very intrigued by things. So if I see something in front of me a while, I start taking on its behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, like an actor or a person in my life or something. I keep seeing them. While I, something happens. I just. I go into it. I so I would I would you know every weekend, you know, because you know, social life again, social life back home was was very big. So in right. the weekends my family would always have people over, they play cards, you know, and they play music and um so they would come together and I would and I would imitate, I would imitate people to them. I would imitate mm-hmm. my uncle, I'm um, my grandfather, I would imitate somebody mm-hmm. and everybody would crack up. Everybody would crack up. And and I would and and you know, even back then I I loved it. I loved being First of all, I love getting away with stuff because that really helped. Uh, but also, I I love to I love being the center of attention. I love holding space. Um. So so it started kind of that way, to be honest with you. But it was never realized up until I came to the states. Mm-hmm. Because back home, you know, they don't take it seriously. Right. It's like, yeah, okay. You know, you want to be an actor? Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. And okay. then you it's have to go to more Egypt more, anyway more.
0: to go become an actor anyway for in film and television, oh, yeah, if yeah. you can stay, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Back then, yeah. And, I mean, I was changing a little right. bit, but back then, obviously, I mean, I grew up watching a lot of Egyptian TV, a lot of Egyptian plays, and I watched Masters, obviously, growing up from that side of the world, never mind the, the Western side, but from mm. that side of the world. Um, I mean, they were, you know, from Omar Sharif, obviously, starting yeah. from, from there to where's Abbas, and Even more people, really. like I grew up watching greats and real artists, and people that were doing it for more reasons than just money. Mm-hmm. So so it was always in me. Until this day, We, me and my brother and my sisters, we quote uh, stuff from plays and stuff we watched when we were kids and movies. Mm-hmm. So when I came here, I, I was just like, oh, so I was doing the normal nine to five. And boy, did I work jobs that I didn't want to work. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, I mean, it's a long story, but... I was helping a friend of mine and he was, he was, he was an indie director. He was doing an independent film and I just got in there and I was help, trying to help him out and I said something and he came over to me. You know, he's like, the first thing he said to me is like, you know, you should be an actor. And you know, that just opened something and I was like, why, why, why don't I? I'm I always, I'm always into it. Like, what, 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 what is this all about? So I started inquiring. That was when I was living in New York. Mm-hmm. And I started taking, uh, I went to a couple of theater classes to see what it is. And dude, I tell you, I was in love. Mm. Once, once I went to the theater, I went, I started my, uh, my theater training with Terry Schreiber in New York. Mm. And boy, oh boy, I was in love. I couldn't get enough of it. Right. I was like, oh, so it was just like, oh my God, I can actually be me, the quirky, crazy, wild me. And this is, it's acceptable. It's not only acceptable. It's, it's, is it's, it's encouraged. Right. And your I father's was, not going to take not, his I'm shoe gonna, off and throw it at you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my mom. So it was like, I was like, oh shit, man. And I started doing theater. So I started my career in theater, but I'll tell you, man, Robert, I couldn't get enough rehearsals. I couldn't get enough plays. I couldn't get enough, enough being on stage. I absolutely fell in love with it. It was just a thing that just absolutely moved me. And, 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 and that's, and then when I remember when I told my dad, like, hey, I'm going to pursue this. He goes, well, look, why don't you get a real job and then do this as a hobby? You know, that's that's awesome. Until, that's what's so funny about our parents, until they're, you have a little bit of success, you're like, oh, you know, we believed in him all along. Right. Like, yeah, all right, sure, sure. Right. Your your
0: whole life, you know, your cousin's a, a, a dentist. Your other cousin's an eye doctor. You're an actor. And then you get, you know, uh, Spartacus, and they're like, that's my son. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: they're like, there it is. I always believed in him. I always believed in him. We sent it to the saints just for that purpose.
0: Right. right. <laughs> What's yeah, a? Yeah, so. What was it like, you know, when you started getting recognized? Then, then you, you went home to Lebanon for a visit for the first time.
1: Um, it was interesting, dude. I mean, I, I believe it or not, Robert. till this day, I'm still surprised when people recognize me. <laughs> um, and you know, it never, I never got comfortable with it. Uh, and, and for the lack of, for a lack of a better word, I mean, it, it happens a lot. I was just shooting something in Atlanta and early this year. And it was just—it's overwhelming, you know. You see, people come over, want to take pictures and stuff like that. Fans all, from all over the world. When I was in Paris, when I was in Australia, it doesn't matter. There's there's a huge fan base. I'm surprised and I'm not surprised. I'm 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 very blessed, you know. I'm like this is I'm doing something right. Uh It's it's um, going back home and 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 seeing it—it's a little bit different. Um, you know, we we value things a little bit different back home, a little bit. So some it depends. It depends. It's. It's good and it's not good. Um, it depends because there is I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's uh, it's, it's, it's weird. There's a bit of judgment in everything. It's kind of like a base <laughs> of our culture sometimes. Judgment is a big base. So it's like it's right. weird. So, but I I've just realized, dude. You know, the older I get, I, I do it for personal reasons. And 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 I'm not, and I cannot make everybody happy. Right. And I'm and I'm okay with that. Nor I nor I, you know, to be an artist, I always say this and I'll say it over and over till the day I can't say anything anymore you know to be an artist you, you almost need to piss people off in your in your acting in your art <laughs> because you know really you have to because right. if you're not you're not really connecting once you sense. stand for something once you stand for something in life especially in art you, people are going to people are going to stand against you and, right. and, and and until they do you're not doing your job right
2: right
0: You know, and then on top of that, you're also a voice actor as well. I mean, you were in a couple of video games, Call of Duty most recently. You know, the transition from stage to television and film to now behind the microphone. You know, how does that work? Because I I know they say acting is acting is acting, but for some people, they take different methods between the the three mediums.
1: Yeah, well, they are, obviously. They are. And and by the way, it's not just voiceover, dude. It's just action motion capture. So it was Mm -hmm. the whole thing. Oh wow, so you did the performance uh, capture and everything. Yes, all, huh. all everything I've done for the video games is motion capture. There was not just voiceover. <laughs> it was, obviously it includes your voice. Right. Uh, but, but no, <clears throat> it was all, um, it was all motion capture. Okay. It was all motion capture. So, um, yeah, it's different. It, luckily for me, it, it's a lot like stage. Uh, a lot of being theater, so the theater background did help because you have to project more when you're doing um, you're doing uh, video games. Right. Because you know when it transitions from your avatar, from you to your avatar, you kind of lose a bit of like twenty percent of it mm-hmm. uh, if you perform. So you have to overdo it, which is kind of the same thing in, in theater. You have to project. You have to over, you know, so everybody can hear you in the in, in, um, in the in the theater. Right. Um. So so yes, acting is acting is acting, but. It's adjusting. You're constantly adjusting. When I did theater and at uh, the beginning and then I moved to film and television was adjusting to this because you don't have to be so big because if you are, they might lose some of that. Right. So, you know, you have to understand what framing is and what shots are they doing and where are those shots so you ha- you don't have to do so much. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to give it its right. And then you go back to the theater and then you have to open it up a little bit and, and, um, and voiceovers, for example, or, or motion capture, it's the same thing. Now you have to be more playful. I absolutely love it because you have to be more playful. You have to be more open. You have to have more energy. They love that, and I do have a lot of it to begin with, so it helps. I absolutely, absolutely enjoyed it. Uh, the voiceover part of it, sometimes when they tell you come over, just do a couple of voices for the motion capture that you've done, it's very hard because you have to em- emote through your voice. You have to, you know, they they can't see your eyes, they can't see your face, so they have to feel it through your voice. Mm-hmm. So that's that was that was challenging, but nonetheless, it's just beautiful, dude. From the first video game I have done which was Anthem, to Call of Duty, there's new one that just came out. I don't know if you saw it. It's the Apex Legend, mm-hmm. and there's another one actually that's going to come out next year that I was shooting in Montreal. Um, that one is, is wow, talk about that. This the video world is mm-hmm. really, dude. It's scary how good it is.
2: But
0: Habibi, you're setting right. yourself up for the convention circuit too, and you know when you want to. I mean, you were yeah, Captain I, I mean, Boomerang, actually, you know, video games. Right. Uh, what's that's it right. called? Um, <clears throat> you were a Klingon. You can go to the Star Trek convention at this point, you know.
1: Yeah, no, I, I do love it, dude. <laughs> Obviously, for for multiple reasons. Obviously, the money. I mean, we all actors we have to support ourselves as well. Right. Uh, but also, it's it's meeting more fans and hearing more fans and hearing what fans are liking and what not liking. As I said earlier, I'm a people's person, so mm. I love people. So I love hearing. Um, I love being around them um, uh, when I can.
0: And now, since Lebanon was a French colony, and a lot of stuff gets dubbed into to French uh, for the DVD and uh, and Blu-ray releases, do you do your own uh, French dubbing, or do they have somebody else do the French for you?
1: No, first of all, I don't speak French. Oh, okay. Because, because most, yeah. most of Lebanon used to. <laughs> so. people, yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah, Of course, of course. But I don't speak French. No, I, <laughs> no, I. I I don't do it. So let the French people do what, friend, what they want. Right. Uh, so I've, I've actually had some people telling me about they heard me in Italian and I'm mm. like, oh, okay. And Turkish so is really big in Turkey and, mm. and South America. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'll, I'll do it in English. And that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cause you know, like I, w- I would have assumed because, well, it was my assumption because you grew up in Lebanon that you would have sp- spoken French, but yeah. Yeah, we not did. everybody. I mean, did.
1: We started taking it. Started taking it in high school mm-hmm. a little bit, and it started to, to stick just a little bit. But then, you know, you don't practice it, you kind of lose it. Right. Um. I'm. i Yeah. And I'm not a big fan, to be honest with you. If it was Italian, I would have loved it. You know, I would have. <laughs> I. I always liked the Italian language. The, the French, they seem a little bit cocky sometimes. So it's. Uh, you know something. Uh, you know, I mean, I have really good friends in France, but <laughs> but it feels a little bit like very like I'm better than you kind of language. I'm yeah. like, ah, eh, never mind. Italian is very. Alive. I like that. Right. No, I, uh,
0: the funny thing is, you know, before when I was little, my grandmother used to speak to me in French. And so, yeah, every once in a while I'll still dream in French, but I can't retain it when I'm awake. I was like, where is this? Come back to me when I'm, uh, when I'm alert, not in my yeah. subconscious.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. I hear yeah. you. And I've been into Paris four times. I was supposed to be in Paris this year, too. We'll, but we'll, we'll see how that's going to go. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was supposed to be in uh, Jerusalem
0: this year for Easter. Oh really? Yeah, I went two years ago. It was amazing, and then uh, we were going to go again this year. But you know, I had a feeling like around Christmas time, I was I was telling my mom, I "Was like, you know, I I feel that something something's telling me
1: not to book the flight." And then all of a sudden, this happens. So, well, good on you, man. You're listening to your instincts. You're listening. Yeah, to your instincts. it's really good. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll just wait, to wait till Christmas go Jerusalem. I would love to go see Jerusalem. It, it, to go see Jerusalem. That's it, that's amazing. Go. Definitely on my list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would love to love to go see it, especially the old city. Oh my god. Yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, I would love to. I would love to, man. I love stuff. My my destination, I I love places like this, but my getaway is Greece. I always, I disconnect and I go to Greece and I stay there for a month and I just disconnect from everybody. Uh, Greece Greece is my heaven, bro. That's what they say. I haven't been to Greece yet. I need to go. Oh, dude, that's. It's, I, know, I can't even put it to words. Yeah. Um, every time I go, I'm just a different person. I'm just relaxed. I'm just with nature. I'm with God. I'm with good food. Yes, I feel so much better and I absolutely love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah,
0: I was, uh, I was going to try and take a letter from our bishop so I can go to Mount Athos. So uh, uh, I don't
1: know where that is, but there's, it's, there's yeah, not... uh, it's, uh,
0: basically it's an, it's where all the Greek Orthodox monks are. And so you have to take permission from the bishop and get a letter from him to send over to the monks for them to allow you onto the island.
1: Oh, yeah. Man, so, next time you do, it, you let me know. Maybe you can get two permissions. I'll go with you. Maybe. Let's hope. La la. la. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, I, I love it. I love I love Greece. But when well, I, I usually go to islands and I just stay there and I just <laughs> sometimes hop around from one island to another and just just disconnect, brother. Just disconnect. It sounds like it sounds like a good time. Oh, it's just, now, I'm, I, I miss it now more than ever. I'm like, oh, I just want to be in Greece. Right. <laughs> I want to swim and eat good food and stuff like that. But I'm like, soon enough, or hopefully next year, hopefully next summer, I'll Great. be able to do it.
0: And then on the bright side, you're two and a half hours away from uh, visiting your family in Lebanon. And then you get to go see them, too, if you decide to. I mean, most of my family's in New York.
1: Oh, okay. My family is, is pretty much here, you know, so in New York and Jersey. So that's, I, 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 I see them twice a year. I was just after Montreal uh, when I was filming that video game. Mm-hmm. I drove to New York and I and I spent a month with them. Oh, beautiful! And I came back here. So, so yeah, and then January, February, I was in New York also last year. Um, same year, uh, last year. So I spent three months last year in New York with my family, and and I go back and I try to do I try to do theater whenever I go back to New York. I, I love theater. It's it's uh, it's the essence of it all for me. I mean, I always say for actors, um, I have a deep love for acting. I don't know if you're sensing this. I have a really, really deep yeah. love for acting, but but there's and also the respect of mm-hmm. the art so i always i always believe whenever whenever I'm not doing film and television or video games, I try to go back into theater i go back and do classes uh so just to just to stay alive
0: and it it's it seems like it's fulfilling your soul and being able to express
1: yourself on stage oh absolutely man it's, it's it's a it's a grand feeling it's 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 absolutely raw it's absolutely vulnerable it's absolutely powerful. It's sensitive. It's, it's, it's true living, man. It's, I, I think it's, it really is. It's true living being right there in front of the audience, and projecting and being open and being seen, uh, which is something really important is to be seen. Uh, it's a very powerful, powerful statement to be seen. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And also, you know, it's, it's where, you know, I, which I, I also, I also coach, um, artists as well. I also coach, uh, actors and, um, and I cannot say enough. I, 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 what message are you trying to say? Why are you becoming an artist? Why are you becoming an actor? What are you trying to say? What are you trying to change within you and within others? Right. Uh, which is a responsibility that I, I think um, a lot of actors have. Well, when all this is over, I'm going to have to take a class with you. By all means, brother. <laughs> by all means. I'm, I'm, I'm always open to helping people, especially through art. I'm always, always open to that. Yeah. Do you paint
0: as well? Do you draw, or is it just mo- mostly just the acting side of things, and then writing and producing? Since you're working on the Phoenician Code,
1: right? Uh, write, drawing, no. <laughs> Painting, no. It's Maybe something. Maybe I would. I would get into. I don't know if it's beca- It's going to become a thing. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's never really been like I've. Um, I used to do when I was when I was young a lot. But the other day I tried to write paint something, I'm like, holy shit, this is horrible. <laughs> I'm like, this is not good. Uh but uh but yeah, writing writing and, and producing now this is a new thing that's a new wish that's that's starting to take place in my life and I absolutely love it. Uh from the Phoenician Code I actually we have three projects that we try to get off the ground. Uh one of them is the Phoenician Code and this is something I'm extremely excited about. Uh there's a, uh, my writing partner Who's the person who actually read the book? Mind mm-hmm. you, he's, he's French, he's French Canadian, I believe. Um, who lives in in the in, in the States now? Uh, he's a writer, and he read the book, The Phoenician Code, that was actually you know an actually existing book right now in mm-hmm. Lebanon and and other places as well, obviously. Right. And he was intrigued, and he decided to write a TV show about it. That's before I even knew anything about this. Wow. So yeah, he 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 was, he was intrigued about the Phoenician culture and the Phoenician uh, uh, history, and and so he was he wrote this TV show, an idea for a TV show, and 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 then uh, you know destiny have it that he reached out to me somehow. I don't know how he through someone else. Aren't I still trying to remember how exactly that happened? That was a while ago, and he wanted me to star in it. So I was like yeah I was like send send me that let me read it and I read it and I was really intrigued but I had I had a lot of ideas when I when I read it mm-hmm. and I spoke with Pierre and I was like hey man this is um, I have some ideas I don't know if you're open to it and he's just a wonderful person and, and a very very talented writer and he was like yeah sure let's let's hear him and and we had to sit down him and I and and I told him my ideas and we started you know bouncing ideas back and forth back and forth and then he asked me he was like would you want to help me write it and produce it I was like, sure, let's do it. And and that's kinda how it how it went. So so now it's it's um it is what it is now. We now we're trying to get it moving. Uh it's kinda like it's, you know, if you're a fan of the Da Vinci um you'll love this. It's kinda the Da Vinci code meets Indiana Jones. Okay. So it's really interesting. Um and we've we <clears throat> you know we're connecting with certain people. It takes place in in, in Lebanon a little bit and in Europe as well. And, and it's an intriguing story, and, this guy, and, and what I love mostly about it, Robert, is a lot of people don't know much about the Phoenician history. Right. A lot of people will know about the Egyptians, for example, or the Chinese. You know, they know they, they talk about the uh, the, ph- the pharaohs and all the stuff and how the mummies and this and that and they will go, which is great. Mm-hmm. Nobody really talks about the Phoenician history. There's a lot there. Right, first international first, uh, sailors. Yeah, dude, we're 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 amazing people. Not just say that because we're the we're Lebanese, but we are amazing people. And for those people that don't
0: realize that, is that the Phoenicians are the inhabitants of ancient Lebanon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 um it's it's really interesting. It's it's gonna it has a lot of controversy. It's it's gonna challenge a lot uh, of what we believe of history, whether it's Christianity, whether it's Muslim, or whatever. It's gonna it's, it's gonna challenge those. Those beliefs, mm-hmm. and it's all going to happen through this uh, this character called Paul Khoury, which is the main guy uh, of this of the show, i uh, the one I'm going to be playing, and and he's a he's a historian, and he goes and gives this um, his uh, his lecture one time, and then all of a sudden he found himself being chased by these secret societies, mm-hmm. and he doesn't quite sure know why. And as we go through the show with him, of why is he being chased, all of a sudden we start revealing more and more and more about about this history and what's behind it really. And and then you start into meeting interesting characters from Lebanon, from Switzerland, from Germany, yeah. uh, and and the stories it starts to reveal itself, which is absolutely beautiful, dude. And then you start to get to be educated more and more about about the Phoenician culture and the Phoenician history. Wow. Uh, you know, so it's 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 you know we were trying to get it off the ground. We were, we we're super excited. It's in production. We're we're connected with the right people. So I'm I'm super psyched. I am extremely psyched. Uh, we're trying to connect with the right production companies as well. So if, if you know any, please send them yeah. our way. I'll do what I can. I gotta figure out who, who'll be available with all of this as well. And
0: if I can think of anybody, I'll definitely send them to you. Are you kidding
1: me? They're available now. There's yeah. <laughs> time now.
0: Yeah, I need to put uh, the list together if I, if I can come yeah. up with one. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to laugh. I think I know like six Paul Huri's. So. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> you know what? No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I'm sure you do. Especially the man. Yeah. They're like huge. <laughs> Huge name. So, it was, it was, it was already in there. So, and it was written that way. So I was like, all right, we'll, we'll go with that. Obviously, right. we changed a lot from the book. Right. And uh, we changed, you know, we, we tried to keep, uh, honor, we honor as much as we can from the book, but then we added a lot of subjects for, for entertainment purposes, like the chases and the hunts and, and all the stuff and, and the adventures and, 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 uh, and, and the, and the shootings and the bombings and stuff. So it's all, uh, it's, it's all something we 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 added, and the relationships, obviously, in the, in the mm-hmm. show, and some characters we de- we developed on our own. Right, you, you know, because some adaptation has to have some sort of uh, poetic licensing. Uh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you stick to the book, first of all, I mean, uh, when when Pierre, the writer, was telling me about it, I couldn't. My brain was going to pop. I was like, mm-hmm. "Whoa, dude, it's just too much. I I can't understand what." What's, I was like, we're going to have to dumb this down a lot. <laughs> we're going to have to really digest it a little bit. And because I can't, I, it's too much to take in. <laughs> um, So it's just, it's, you know, it's, you have to, you have to do that for, for entertainment purposes.
0: Right. Unless you were going to break it down chapter by chapter and each
1: episode was going to be two hours. If it's if, if not more, <laughs> each episode would be a movie, you know, a three hour movie for pretty much. It's it's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah. So that's, that's, uh, the, that's where we go. I'm super excited. I have other, a couple of shows, that same thing when they're in the pipeline, trying to get them off the ground as well. So writing is a new thing that's, it's it's again, newish thing that's, that's started to happen. Um, there's another one, which is purely action, uh, kind of like a John Wick TV show that, that's, that's also in the pipeline. We're trying to get that going as well. Um, and a new one we're, I'm trying to develop as well. So it's, it's, it's good, man. And trying writing has been, has been great, especially in these times, you know, so I, I put a lot of my, my energy into that. Um, Well, I'm
0: glad to hear it, you know, and then uh, you're keeping the Phoenician culture and identity alive as well. A lot of people tend to forget about that. Um, You know, people forget that the Middle East is heterogeneous, not homogeneous. So, like, they look at you and they go, oh, so you're either Arab, Persian, or Jew, or Israeli. And I was like, not exactly, because there's, you know, there's Assyrians, there's Chaldeans. You know, there's, uh, Syriani people, and, you know, and those three are all related to each other, but they still don't get along with each other, and then there's Lebanese and Syrian, and, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and there's that, yeah, sure, sure, there's, 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 there's such a rich history. And just the, just the the culture that we come from is such a rich culture, I mean, it's one of the oldest uh, civilization, the Babylonians. Yeah. So it's, which is, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, it, it it kinda comes from, it comes from the same place, so it's, It's it's good to sh- you know shed light on uh, on this and keep it entertaining, obviously. Of course, you know, and then uh, hopefully things will lighten up
0: uh, for everybody with with art because we see so many people, you know, stick to their guns and they're so hardcore about their ideals and whether it's you know Orthodox or Catholic or Shia or Sunni or whatever. You know, that,
1: uh, we hope things open up a little bit. I hope so too, brothers. I hope so too. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm extremely lucky. Uh, I mean, I grew up with a family that they were non-religious. I mean, I grew up into religion, obviously. I don't know if you know Druze. I grew up, I'm, I'm Dirty. So I grew up, uh, yeah, I grew up that way, but, but we were never like, Oh yeah, you have to go there and stuff. Like if I tell my, 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 Mm -hmm. my mom, Hey, I want to go to the. I've been to a lot of churches. I'm not Christian, right. but I love going to churches. Which mm-hmm. makes, she said, "I've been to mosques. I've been there too." So it's it's We right. weren't like, "Hey, what whatever makes you happy? What makes you feel good inside? Mm-hmm. Go for it."
0: Yeah, like I'm Orthodox, and then my aunt married a Catholic guy, and she became Catholic. And I remember I was 14 years old, and she called me on Easter, and like this year, you know, because Orthodox are on the old calendar, and then uh, you know the Catholic church is on the Western calendar, and she called me at six o'clock in the morning. You know, tikram you know, t'aburne habib al-masih And I look at the clock at six o'clock in the morning and I look at the calendar. I said, no, next week. And I hung up on her. Yeah. <laughs> and then she, and then she called after church and goes, did you hang up on me? I was like, you called at six in the morning. What do you want from me?
1: Yeah, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> I love you, but not at six o'clock in the
0: morning. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. I hear
2: you.
0: You know, and a lot of people aren't for, familiar with,
1: with, uh, Druze and, uh, you know, and and that religion well, to be but be honest uh, with you, to be honest with you, dude, there's there's also a story to be told right mm-hmm. there, you know? Oh yeah. I mean people when they when they when they talk about how this whole thing came about, even the name Druze, I mean mm-hmm. the whole thing, how it came about. Right. It's a great it makes for a great movie. Right. It makes for a great movie. And and that may be something <clears close throat> to 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 look into. And the fact um, you have I, to go all the way back to Moses too. Cause
0: you know, his wife's tribe, uh, from what I from what I've read. Since it's not my religion, please correct me if I'm wrong, but the, her tribal family and her father is the one that started uh,
1: the Druze.
0: Really? The Druze. That's who, yeah. I that's. Did not,
1: I did not. I did not know this one to be honest. Yeah. Um. But you know, again, you know, what's so funny about the Druze religion is <laughs> this, um, we have a book called the Wisdom Book, Tavakhim. mm mm-hmm. Right. And but the thing is, you're not allowed to see it. I'm right. Like, w- 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 why? You know, it's such a weird. The weirdest thing, I'm like, we're such a small. So it's, it's you know, uh, you know, the, the 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 Druze are a very a philosophy based religion, uh-huh. kind of, right. so sort to of speak. I'm like, why aren't we exposed to this holy book that you speak of? If you're so worried about the, our existence, what? Mm-hmm. It was the weirdest thing, dude. Like, you can't see it. You can't. If you want to go, like, if you want to go see the Quran or the or the Bible, you can go ahead and get it. Right. Us, you like, you can't. I'm like. I'm like, which is a very weird thing. I'm like, why can't we know about our own religion, for example? Mm -hmm. So a little bit of research, a little bit of stuff that I've been, uh, that I've done, and I still don't know much about it, and it's my own. Mm -hmm. And I still don't know much about it, but from what I've known, I'm like, wow, it's very, it's very intriguing, and some of it, some of the history is very violent too.
0: You can't, you can't have religion without violence, unfortunately. Yeah, that's very true. Till
1: this day, Till this day, to every this
0: day. religion teaches us to be peaceful, and then there's always violence surrounding you, surrounding it. Well, they tell you be peaceful, but if not, we're gonna kill you.
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: <laughs>
1: so much for peace.
0: Yeah. It's peace under our terms.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's our peace. It's our kind of peace. But uh, but yeah, man, yeah, so, so, so it's all good. But yeah, I, I you know uh, we're dabbling with it, and and we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens as far as our stories. Story. But yeah, the Phoenician code. Hopefully, very soon we'll 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 have something um, solid to, to we can actually put out there.
0: Well, hopefully so. You know, we were talking about health earlier, and you're a very active person, and most of your stuff has been action orientated. Mm. How do you remain physically and spiritual health, spiritually healthy at a time like this?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> uh, look, I mean, I'll tell you the best thing that I, that probably, I, in my experience, is the best way to go about it is having respect and knowledge about where you at at any given moment. Mm. The things that I uh, I was able to do in my twenties or thirties, I may not be able to do them now. Right. This is where you have to go and check your ego. <laughs> like, when I, when I go, for example, because right now, dude, I'm, I'm 44 years old, but I, like, I can take on most of those 20 year old guys because this new generation, I hate to say it, they kind of soft a little bit. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> and you grew up in a war, so it's the, uh. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you have an yeah, advantage. So, so I was like, um, uh, but, but still, you know, you're, you, you know, uh, aging is a respectful process. Mm-hmm. And you have to respect it. Your body does it will change as you as you as you grow, as everything else in the world, we constantly changing. So so you have to know that. You have to respect that and know that. But I am changing. I may not be able to do these exactly that way. I may have to do it another way, or may it take me longer to do it. So knowing that is is key to staying healthy mentally and physically. Because there are a lot of injuries that I've went through because lack of knowledge or respect to where I am right now. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So right. sometimes he's like, Oh yeah, I want to start jumping ropes and then j- climb this and do, and then your body's like, Oh shit, we'll, if you want to do this, you have to do different preparation to get to where you used to do without any of this stuff
2: mm-hmm.
1: because we're in here and, 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 and knowing that, especially for guys, I would say even more with, uh, with, 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 with women because we have our pride and like our mm-hmm. macho-ness. Like, Oh no, no, fuck this. I'm, just it. I'm not going to warm up. I'm just going to start running. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Good luck with that.
0: Yeah, I'm going to run six miles today. When was the last time you ran six miles? I don't know, 17 years ago?
1: Yeah, if I, <laughs> I, I never ran six miles, I'm doing it this time. I'm like, okay. Uh, you know, that doesn't work that way. You have to, you have to know where you're at and, and preparation makes for, for, for greatness. You have to mm-hmm. prep and you have to rehearse. You have to practice and then I think great things will happen. We can't get jump into the end results. Right. So to stay healthy mentally and physically is, is kind of the same formula is knowing and respecting where you're at at any given moment. You know what I'm saying? So let's say right now, for example, I have a slight case of asthma in general. So, um, when the, whenever the weather changes, I do tend to get a little like under the weather or feel a little bit off. So there are times where I still want to go jump in and work out and stuff like that. But then in the end of the day, it starts to take a toll on me. Right. So sometimes taking a rest, which is just as important as working out is, 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 is is needed. Mm -hmm. So, so to stay healthy is, is always to know where you at. Um, you have to know your limits for you to know how much you can push them and what are you pushing. You know what I'm saying? So people like, oh, you know, you have to pat you know, there are no limits and stuff like that. Well, if you know your limits, you know, what you are pushing? If you don't, you just wander around like a crazy person. You have to know where these, where these walls are that you want to break. Otherwise, what are you breaking? Mm-hmm. If you don't know where the walls that you want to break, the walls that you so called, you know, the rules that you so called as wall, mm-hmm. walls. So you have to know where they're at, how strong they are and what's needed to break them for you to actually break through them. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like graduating from school. If you you have to study that 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 period, that level, and you have to study it well, and know what it is for you to take the exam and move to the next level. Same thing with life. Same thing with the, with the education. Same thing with the art. Same thing with physicality. Same thing with health. You have to know what you're dealing with for you to know what you're what you're graduating from. So it's it's. I think that to my experience. That is the best advice that I would give myself or anybody who's asking. But that's what works for me. Some people may have a different formula, mm-hmm. but for me, is knowing and respecting where you at at any given moment will, will play wonders at you for you. I'm sorry. No, I like that. I talked
0: to uh, George Farah last week. Uh, he was a bodybuilder. Now he's a bodybuilding coach and guru, and he said that his grandfather, when he was little, made him promise that he had to go to uh, visit the hospital to see the sick to go to a rich man's funeral and I forgot what the third one was off the top of my head. I'll have to go back and find it. But that, you know, to, to show you what life can be and what, you know, what life holds in store one way or the other, you know, when you're healthy, when you're sick and when you die and mm. just, you know, the different reactions to it. And then George himself just survived cancer. Uh, he was shot in a mm. kid in the, in the kidney and lost the kidney uh there was a gang robbery at a convenience store that he happened to be there and so he's helping out his wife's hospital in New York right now with everybody suffering for coronavirus. So oh, look yeah. at that. Look yeah. at that. Look so at that. you know it's it's interesting to see the way things uh progress and how people behave
1: as we get older. Yeah, yeah, no no, absolutely <clears throat> It's just keeping keeping your feet on the ground. Uh so it's it's a very important thing. Under under, and and respect. And, and, and just, uh, there is something that hopefully uh, I, I do want to say, all of these things are great. Mm-hmm. Everything that we've talked about, the respect, the, the, the appreciation for, for others, the, the, the you know, being your feet on the ground and all the stuff and the art and all, all this stuff is great. But there is one thing that there's no, no, no way around it. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be a lacking for a lot of people. Hard work. Mm-hmm. There's no way around hard work. No matter what it is that you want in life, whether it's physical health, whether it's art, whether it's, it's business, whether it's money, whether it's connection, it takes hard. There's no way around hard work. You have to put in the work, even a relationship, a relationship between your wife and you, relationship between brothers, relationship between friends. It takes work and, and hard work most of the time. Mm-hmm. There's no way around this. And this is something I find people are lacking most of the time. Mm-hmm. In in my business, it's it, it's almost it's sad, Robert, when I see it. I again, I grew up in theater world in New York where we rehearsed, we did research, we did we we worked, we worked, and we worked on a craft. It's like it's like going, it's like an athlete. An athlete can imagine if Michael Jordan said, you know, I'm not going to work out, I'm not going to train, I'm just going to go to the, I'm just going to go to the game and 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 play. Mm. I mean, knowing Michael Jordan, probably he would have done really good too. <laughs> but anyway. But he was working harder than anybody else in in the training. Uh, It's 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 so important. Hard work is so important. You ask me, for example, how do you how do you do how do you stay mentally focused, or how do you stay physically in shape? All of these things that I've said that it's hard work. The hard work is going to fall into every category in your life is hard work. Us staying quarantined is hard work. There's no way around it. Being disciplined takes hard work. The people that want to just, oh, fuck it. I'm going to go out and start socializing and doing it. And whatever happens, happens. They lack hard work. They lack discipline. They lack the heart. It takes hard work for you to accomplish things in life. I I remember one time I went to this this acting studio in LA, which was absolutely scary for me. And this guy's a huge acting uh, coach. And I went there and I was was like, all right, let me audit this class and see maybe something I want to be involved in. Whatever I'm not working, I want to continue working on my craft. And one of the, his method was like, we never rehearse and we never do any preparation. We just come over and we do it. And I'm like, why? He's like, well, you know, because in film and television is, you know, you most likely you won't have these uh, luxuries of rehearsals. I was like, right. But wouldn't that be even more of a reason for you to want to rehearse? So when you are given, a, when you are presented by when in a situation that doesn't have the luxury of rehearsals, you have something to fall on. It's, it really is like asking someone, to do 100 push-ups. This competition is going to require 100 push-ups. However, we're not going to practice any push-ups until you get to the competition and then you're going to jump in and do it. And this seems to be the mentality that a lot of people, especially this new generation, are adopting, which is a bit scary to be honest with you. And I, Hard work. Anything that you want to do in life, sure, there's all these other spirituality and these philosophy that goes with it. But nothing would work without hard work. Mm-hmm. You have to back it up with hard work. And do you think it's because we celebrate mediocrity at this point? I think because we're going about things. Uh, I mean, look, we're not getting too deep with this the thing, that says, but um, maybe you can't. Well, I mean, because like your your situation is, you know,
0: you learned the language, you immigrated to another country, and then you made something of yourself in a country that you adopted as your new home. That's right. you know. So yeah, hard work is a huge part of it, and you have to be able to do that if you're going to move halfway across the world and across an entire ocean and then a continent to do it. Right.
1: Um Yeah, I mean it's 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 a lot of things to be honest with you, George. It's, it's a big pet peeve of mine. It's a big issue of mine that I I see it when I'm coaching people. I see it when I'm on set. I see it a lot, which is uh, the, the lack of hard work, the lack the lack of commitment, the lack of uh, lack of discipline, which is. Uh, which is really sad, and and I don't blame the new generation completely, but what happened is right now. For example, again, I'm just talking about art right now in particular. which I believe that you can obviously apply this into everything. But when you start having people who are not requiring something from you, and all of a sudden you, no matter how disciplined you are, it's going to be hard for you to get, to maintain that level of, of 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 activity, is uh, that level of excellence, for example, or. It's very hard because it's not required for me. we're not expecting you to do great. We expect you to do whatever you want to do mm. why 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 shouldn't we expect you know to, why shouldn't we bring the best out of it, out of each other? This isn't people might interpret this. I was like, oh well, you know what this is it's not about um uh, it's not about uh, like who first, who's second? I'm like, no, it's not it's about bringing the best out of each other, and the only way you can do this is if you're being challenged, this is when you bring the best out of each other. Mm. And this is when you're going to need each other. So why is that not is not, is not not a requirement? Uh, and I see it like, again, that example that I just gave in school because this guy, for example, he's coaching a lot of people. He's responsible for a lot of generation, new generation that want to be artists. And he's not giving them the right tools and they are listening to him. And yeah. it's scary. I mean, God bless him. He's making the money that he's making good for him. Right. Yeah. But but I think there we we, sh- we should all hold ourselves and others responsible at some point. Again, we're not just doing it to please other people. You're just doing it for your own sake because we were built that way. Again, if you want to know, if you want to push limits and you want to be great, you have to know what those are. And and for you to know who the, the, these things are, you need a bit of uh, competition. You need a little bit of healthy challenge. You need that. You need that to excel. Otherwise, it won't work. I mean, I look at again. I grew up, uh, Robert. I, I I grew up watching like great artists. For example, these are one of the things that 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 I love so much. Growing up watching De Niro and Pacino and Robert Duvall and Meryl Streep and and Jody Dench and, and 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 watching these great actors and and Nicolas Cage and, and like they were. You'll see these movies. You're like, what the hell is that? What was that? I remember when I, used to, when I was a kid and I would, my mom or my dad would take us to the, to the movie theater. It was a cinematic event. You are watching a spectacular. You're watching something. a spect- uh, well, What's the right word? Um, spectacle. Spectacle. There it is. Mm. Thank you. You're watching a spectacle. You're watching something magnificent. You're watching something beautiful. You're watching human, humans pushing limits. And what was beautiful about it, man, when you're sitting in this theater... And somebody's performing something that is so amazing. You don't, at that point, at that moment, you don't care what color they are. You don't care what religion they are. You don't care what politician, what, what politics status or what politic avenue they follow. You really don't care. That's what I love about acting. It brings people together. You could be sitting next to someone that usually would hate you, for example, let's say, but you could be sitting with them in the theater watching the same movie and having the same emotions crying the same way and then when you do that maybe some miracle will happen where maybe if you're crying the person next to you that supposedly hates you will give you a piece of will give you a tissue and, and then and then magic has happened. Right. This is this is how powerful art is. This is one of the reasons why I absolutely love art. It saved my life. And and it's it's such a sacred thing and it's such a powerful thing. It's the best charity you can give, it's the best message that you can do, it's the best change that we can all adapt to. Um, and, and when I when I when I see these people not I, I see it every day, man, I see people I'm coaching people and stuff and they're just not committing, not putting their heart into it and, and not wanting to push Oh no, I don't want to do it, then don't do it. That's yeah. okay. If you don't want to do it, there's, there's no problem. And then you go find something else, and that's okay too. But if you want to do this, what, what's the point of living? If we are not constantly changing, if we're not constantly pushing limits, if we're not constantly graduating, if not constantly elevating, and elevating others while we're doing it, um, you, you know what I mean? So it's, to me, that's a sacred thing. And to me, uh, and that all comes back to back to, to, to hard work, Robert. It comes down to hard work because somebody may not be born with a certain talent, But hard work will always be there for uh, for you. One of my acting coaches told me something years and years ago and it stuck with me till this day. He said, Nick, because I was, you know, at at one point I was just, you know, I'm talented and I'm like just taking it kind of, not really pushing myself. And he told me, he's like, look, he goes, I just want you to think about this. Talent is like an unfaithful mistress. She will bail on you anytime. Your hard work will always be there for you. I and like that. Dude, and dude, that stuck with me like a motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "Don't don't rely on your talent. He will bail on you." It was like it's an unfaithful mistress. You will bail on you anytime. Wow. And it's so true, dude. It's so true. Your hard work will always be there, no matter what you are, no matter how nervous you are, no matter what kind of circumstances you are. Uh, talent will bail, but your hard work will always be there for you. Will always back you up. You will never lose that. That's, that's just an anchor that you'll, you'll always have. And again, when you see the greats, as in whether it's Muhammad Ali or whether when you say uh, Michael Jordan, those guys, one of their main ingredients were hot, was hard work. Hard work was always part of their life. Yeah, They never stopped. And that's what made them, that's what made the greats great. The Veneros and the Pacinos and the Robert Duvalls and the, and all these people worked hard. I always tell my, my students, or I always tell anybody, I'm like, Find your idol, whoever your idol is, whether it's an acting musician or whatever it is, uh, even in business. The only, the difference between you and them is hard work, nothing more. The gap between you and that person is hard work, nothing more. Makes sense. Yeah. So uh, you know you know sorry if I got into this a little bit more. No, it's, it's one of the very It's one of one of those like very h- heartfelt topics for me, and, and I always want to deliver that message. It's hard work. That's something I push, especially artists, especially actors. Please, there's no way around this. Hard work. Well, the same thing with Warren Buffett. You know, he
0: he said mm-hmm. uh, he said one time. He said people always ask me what kind of car I drive. They never ask me what books I read. And it always surprised him that if they wanted to be like him they always cared about the car not the not the education and drive behind it yeah
1: yeah yeah that's that's it's very very true people look at end results people look at actors and they see them in the red uh, red carpets mm-hmm. and they see them wearing the tuxedos and uh, the champagne and the like and they look at that they don't look at what happened in the w- during that led them to this they don't they don't they don't inquire about this. They'll see these actors. They're like, oh, you know, that's easy. I want to be an. I've had people used to say that. It's like, oh, I have the weekend off. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll take acting. Mm -hmm. I'll take up acting. I'm like, yeah, it's like me saying, I have the weekend off. I want to become a brain surgeon. (laughs) Why not? I have the weekend off. I can do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, I, I see your point with all of it. Uh, with, with everything, you know, we, we set our own limitations and we surpass certain limitations and go to the next challenge. What's the next challenge for you since you've already taken on writing and producing that was going to be the next challenge, but now that you've met it head
1: on? Uh, the next challenge, dude, as, as, as always, is just, uh, what 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 is the next challenge? You know, the next challenge is what is the next challenge, which is right now writing and and going behind the behind the scenes a little bit, getting to that those producers' shoes uh, and writing. I have a lot of respect for writers, and and even now more so since you're doing it because man, it's a lot of work. So I have uh, you know started a a company right now. Me and a producer friend of mine we're starting a company. We're trying to get it off the ground, and we're trying to produce and and, and have things that we love that mean something to us and not just waiting for someone to knock on our door to make that opportunity happen. We're trying to create opportunities. We're trying to, this company hopefully, uh, not just produce and write the shows, but also work with really talented people uh, uh, that, that are just, again, hard workers and, and, and really the right people for the job, not necessarily the people who have the most followings or the people with a certain stat. No, it's that the right person for the right job. I'm a big fan of that. So my, this company producing, putting mo- movies and TVs out there and working with right talented people, because I do believe that will, that will get, uh, that will be noted that will, people will get, take note of that. And then hopefully we'll switch that because it's, um, Again, it's, it's scary. Also, when I look at sometimes how, how, how even casting wise, not the right person is being cast for the, for the right job. It's maybe the person with the right color or ethnicity or the right following. I'm like, when did following how many followers you had have to do with how, how good of an artist you are? Hmm. But, you know, so the, the company that, that we're working on hopefully will carry those, those values through. I like that. You
0: know, meritocracy is uh, something that seems to be lost these days. I'm sorry? Meritocracy, earning it on your own merit. Yeah. Yeah. Seems to be something that's lost these days.
1: Well, uh, you know, if we all take our, again, we take responsibility and we do our part, a change will happen. I love it. Oh, so, you know, we're with, that's what we're doing, man.
0: <laughs> step by step. We're doing it. Perfect. Nick, I know I've taken up some of your time today and I want to thank you so much for talking to me today uh, about your career and brother. upcoming projects. Where can we find you on social media? Let's increase your following too.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, I think it's Nick Tarabay on Instagram or something. Um, I think it's Nick Tarabay on Instagram or something like that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. You know, Nick, thank you so much. You,
0: been, you know, I'm, I'm so glad, glad I got to talk to you today. You know. Likewise.
1: But, likewise. If there's anything you need, man, feel free. Please do not hesitate. Thank uh, you, and, and uh, yeah, absolutely, and, and best of luck to you and in, in, in your business as well. Oh, thank you. No, I'm getting into voice acting too, so you know I was. Uh, oh, good
0: on you, brother. Yeah. Good on you, man. Good on you. You know, you. كل on you. Uh, the best. yeah, كل حياتي ربنا عطاك uh, صوت وعند عطاك تم I'm like, okay. Yeah,
2: sure. And
0: then a few of my voice acting friends that I interviewed in the past, I told them when I first started taking classes, I said, Oh, well, I'm taking classes. ولا واحد قال, you know, oh, good for you. قالوا, it's about time. Oh, there you go. So, you, go. you know, <inaudible> 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 yeah. actually, uh, okay. Vanessa Cater, I had interviewed her a few years ago at the Artemis Awards when she was being honored. So, you know, she seemed, she seemed like a really nice
1: person. And oh, everybody on the show. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely uh, wonderful. Vanessa's a good friend <laughs> to this day. Uh, absolutely wonderful human being. Again, a very hardworking person as well. Uh, Another immigrant too. Yeah, yeah, Kiwi. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know. Yeah. Say, Charlie, this is all off the record from this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yes and no. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes and no, to be honest with you. It depends. It depends. I've seen the other way too. I've seen the, a lot of stuff from the other way too. I've seen people they come over and and expecting things <coughs> as well. Right. It depends. And I think it's a case by case basis. It depends on your upbringing. It depends on your your personality and your your own integrity. So yes, there's a lot of that. Um, but I've I've seen the other way too around. I've seen it. I've seen people that came over, and I'm like, nope. How do you expect to do it here if you're? Well, why are you here? Right. You know what I mean, it's kind of thing. Yeah,
0: because you know, opportunity is what you make of it. So might as well run with it.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Abs- absolutely. Opportunities. What do you make of it? And and again, you will make it by preparation and and repetition. That's mm-hmm. what creates opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, have a Great quote. Dude. Bruce Lee has a, an amazing quote. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and and I may not say it word by word, but it says he was like, "I fear not the man that practices ten thousand kicks, mm-hmm. that knows one ki- that practice one kick ten thousand times." Yeah. That's, that just shows you. It goes back to hard work.
0: And it's true, man. Yeah, and I think we need to work a little bit harder at uh, being united as a people today. Absolutely. Who gives a shit? Exactly. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Who gives a shit? I yeah. don't what,
1: what religion you are. Who gives a yeah. shit? Mesih, there is a
0: Muslim, doesn't, I, I don't care, if you're an
1: asshole, you're
0: an asshole, I don't care. Right. That's not the religion didn't make you that way. No. You decided to be that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know I I know exactly. It's <laughs> yeah, individual, it's
1: absolutely
2: yeah.
1: individual. Perfect. Habib Albi. Habib Albi. Thank you so much, Robert. I appreciate your you. time, man.
0: Thank you so much, Nick. I greatly appreciate it. And I'll tag you on everything when uh, when the time comes.
1: Let me know, man. Let me know. Habib Albi. All you the got best it.
2: To you. you too. Take care. Please keep in touch. Bye. Right. Bye-bye. bye bye